Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Amazing, talented, lovely April Tomlin. What's up? Hey. <laughs> so if y'all have listened to my podcast for from the beginning, April was one of my earlier guests, which I was so excited to have you on. I guess it was a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's must have it must be about four years ago, maybe. No way. Four maybe. yeah. Oh yeah, because I didn't have kids and Everly's almost four. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, isn't it crazy how you can just know someone for a while and you don't even realize it? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm almost confident that I did not have kids because we, I don't feel like there was ever a part of that conversation where I was talking about my kids, which is pretty much all I talk about now. So, <laughs> no, I think that, I don't think, I think it's been at least four years and I wasn't pregnant either. So. Well, and that leads me to a great starting point with this conversation because me being a new mom, I now understand how much your life is consumed by your children, which is the biggest blessing and gift in the world. But you are also running one of the most highly sought sought after most, the top of the top design companies, April Tomlin Interiors. Is that what it's called? Or designs. Yes, yep. April Tomlin Interiors, you design the most gorgeous interior homes in Nashville and probably even beyond Nashville. I think you're even like, you worldwide, baby. Well, we just branched out into 30. I don't travel actually because of the kids, but we yeah. just branched out into 30A, that area. Um, and, and me and my family got a home down there that we're renting out. And that way I can be, I can take my kids with me. 
Um, but yeah, we, we do get calls from all over the world. We just say no. <laughs> and that's probably really hard saying no, because when you have the talent that you have and you have the opportunities and the clientele that wants to work with you and because I mean, you do top celebrity homes in Nashville. I mean, you do the top of the top. It is like when you walk into an April Tomlin home, it's like, whoa, I have arrived. Whoever's living in that house has arrived. And yeah, I definitely want to live in what my home looks like, by the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> I want to live there too. So, but what I love too about so many things about you, but you really take into consideration your client. Like you, you talk to them. What are the vibes they're going for? Like you just, I mean, I think you can talk about clients because you share names on your Instagram. Like you just did uh, Dave Haywood and his wife, Kelly. And their house, Dave Haywood's from Lady A, their house is so them. And it's like something different from as far as like your, the homes that you've, I've followed your whole career as long as I've known you, it's different. And so it's like you catered that to their vibes and it was so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one. It, that one's called Blackberry-ish because that's kind of what they were going for. You know, she's a mom and when she designed it, but it was pre-motherhood and she was just like, this is just, I want it to be beautiful, but I also just want it to feel like home. I want it to be a place where, you know, I want to sit down and like watch TV. And so she had referenced Blackberry Farms as her inspiration and that's kind of what it looks like. And, um, and then Southern Charm, which is Thomas Rhett's home and Lauren, Thomas Rhett Aikens and Lauren Aikens' home, she said, which this is going to be, I think, a bigger feature in a magazine, so I can't talk too much about it, but what one of the things that she said was that she wanted um, it to feel like her grandmother's house. And I was like, surely not. Sure. She meant it. And we created the coolest grandmother's house that you've ever seen. So it, you know, we do, we, we, it's not like we try to talk her out of it. Like that's who she is. That's what she wanted. And, um, so of course, like we put our own spin on it. If you're coming to us, like there's a certain aesthetic that you, you know, you're definitely drawn to, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't have to live there. They have to live there. So I try to make it, as beautiful as I can, but I, yeah, listening is like a large part of this job. Listening and delivering. The design's somewhere in the middle and it's a much smaller segment of it, but listening and then actually being able to deliver on time and on budget, those are things that people don't tend to think of when they think interior design because usually it's never any of it. It's none of those things, you know, they don't feel listened to, they don't feel heard, they don't feel like it's on budget or time. <laughs> yeah. So... And that is so true because listening is so key because the home and now that Michael and I have lived in a home for five years, you actually helped us. You did some inspo boards for us. I don't even know if you do that anymore because you probably don't have time where you kind of came through and you like gave us some suggestions on a board instead of like designing the whole house. You kind of just gave us some like some tips, which was such a blessing. So I'm glad I got in on that before you ran out of time to do that for people. (laughs) But it, it, it game changes your house because you allow it to flow, but then still feel like the person that's living there and that the vibe that they want because your home is everything. Yeah, well now, and so COVID, a lot of people's jobs have been impacted negatively. You're in the music industry, your husband is, so you know the other side of it. Um, I have to actually remind myself that COVID at like daily COVID is disastrous to a lot of families because for our industry in particular, 
like healthcare and some other industries, it's been the exact opposite. Like we've grown in COVID because people value their home more than they ever have. And if they weren't negatively impacted financially, they are now seeking for their home to be what they want it to be a place that they would want to stay if the world comes to an end, you know, interesting. Yeah. And so we're so busy right now and we've hired people in COVID, which I'm so great. I'm so glad to, to, you know, on the one hand, I feel a little guilty about it. And then, but then on the other hand, like providing jobs, um, to people during this time has been super rewarding because we had a lot of people that or a few girls that were on unemployment. They were designers of other firms and, and maybe they had expanded previously and they just didn't need as many people. And we were able to snatch some of those people um, that had been furloughed and very talented and um, were very scared. So COVID's actually um, in the housing, uh, we just did a house beautiful panel on zoom and uh, that was all the designers, the three other designers on that panel were saying the same thing. They were like worldwide, uh, interior design is more respected. It is, uh, more sought after now than pre COVID. Wow. That's crazy. So how did you get this whole thing going? Because you are, you're the tiniest little human on earth. Like you're so tiny and petite and you're just a powerhouse. Like you are just a bundle of energy that like, I just read, uh, I went down this rabbit hole where when Carrie Underwood tied for entertainer of the year with Thomas Rhett, I just went on this rabbit trail of like Carrie Underwood and I ended up on Pete Fisher's page, her husband on Instagram. And like, I started reading all this post about her and he's like, she wakes up, she does an hour and a half workout. She does all this stuff. She's like, so she has so much determination and energy and more than most people. And I feel like that is you also. I feel like you have the ability to do more than most people. I don't know. So, so I'm super determined. Like that is a good description of me. Uh, no, I am really determined. I think I talked on your last podcast about, you know, I, I really do come from, you know, I, truly not a lot and um, not in like a horrible way, but I, I, I was unaware. I think that I was unaware because I have such a great mom, but she was a single mother and we just didn't have that much. Um, and I was always embarrassed of my home and it, you know, she just didn't have time to think about that. She was trying to think about how to feed us. And back then I didn't realize it, you know, when I was growing up and she had three jobs, one of them was a real estate agent. And, um, and so she did that on the weekends. And so I would, I would have, we couldn't afford babysitter. So we we would go and I would start staging. And I just, I naturally, I've always been this way, but I, I think it was a development of a need. You know, it was a development of a need to, you know, when I would go to my friend's houses and I would feel comfortable there and then I would be in my own home and I did not really feel uncomfortable or comfortable and I felt embarrassed um, as I aged. It just became something that I started to do. Like, uh, you know, my mom's one of her earliest memories of me is we were eight and you know, it's probably illegal now, but she didn't have a babysitter. She was at work. So we were there by ourselves and my brother was six and we moved her, what probably little furniture she had, but we painted like as high as we could on her walls. And cause she probably bought a paint that was in the garage and she came home and was like, Oh my gosh. Um, that probably wouldn't happen in 2020. Cause that's, I think it's illegal to leave your eight year old six year old home. But you know, that that's, uh, times were different back then. Times were different. Times were different. 
So all that to say, uh, I think that drive comes from seeing the other side, seeing what little you could have. I don't know why I'm crying, I think. It's okay. I want to cry too. I cry all the time. I'll cry with you. Like, I feel it. I think children. (laughs) I could cry at the drop of it. Everything makes me cry too. I mean, if we start talking about Christmas, I'll probably cry too, just (laughs) thinking about commercials of Christmas. So it just, anyway, all that to say, I I think that that drive does stem from somewhere down deep. Um, So I'm super thankful for that because I don't know that I would be as driven um, if I did not have those experiences but on the other the on the flip side of that I feel like uh you know I'm good at I I love women who just own who they are I really it took me a long time to get there because I feel like I'm good at everything to own who they are of like I don't like to cook so I'm just I'm just not going to attempt um fortunately I'm smart enough to have married someone that can cook and who does like that same same Yes, or I would probably have to figure it out. But um, there's just things that we're told we should do. And, yeah. um, and you know, I'm, the very classic, like, womanhood traits, I do not possess those traits. Um, but motherhood, I, I really, I was very scared for myself because I am so driven. And, and would, I, would I be able to separate? And, you know, and I can, like, entirely I can. And so very early on in my, in my motherhood, I realize I can't do this by myself anymore. Like I need to be with my children that very instantly. um, And I hate when I hear that women don't feel this connection because I I honestly can't imagine that. But some of my friends have felt that way. I felt very instantly connected to Everly and felt like I would quit. Like I should quit my job. And, and instead I took a different path and I ended up hiring Um, most my business kind of stayed the same there for a while. And most recently, about a year ago, I hired, which people say not to do, but you know, I've kind of decided to not listen to people and just go with my gut was one of my best friends from college. Her name's Jessica. That is tricky. That's so tricky. Yeah, it was the most, I was so confident about it. Like super confident. We, we have, I've watched her work for, you know, since we've been out of college, she's been at, she was at Merrill Lynch for 10 years. And I just knew that it was hard on her as a mother, get downtown and Hills and the suit and the whole thing. And so, um, she actually called and she was just like, are you hiring? And I said, I hired her on the phone right then. And, um, and she's actually the one that's doubled the business. It's actually not me. Um, really? if you've seen how, my business. how has she contributed to the business? Oh my God. Like how has she not? Um, so she's not a designer. Um, that is not what she does. So she came in and saw all these, uh, efficiency problems, um, process problems, um, tax problems, <laughs> finance problems. And she has been killing herself, honestly, of strategically how to run this business um, in a way that produces great design work, but also delivers timelines and budgets to clients because that's it's it's very simple design. They want good design and they want timelines and budgets. They want transparency. They want to be able to see everything, and that seems so easy to her. It is to me. It was always extremely difficult. And, you know, some of the people here, they weren't finance people. Um, and so it's really been a, a huge asset to have somebody that understands finance and understands 
efficiency. So she's kind of taken over the company. She's been running it for a year now. And in this year, we've doubled in size. We've expanded our office. We've launched into 30A. And it's so many people have said to me, oh my gosh, you're such an amazing business owner. You, you've just are growing. I said, well, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> the difference is the new person that came on board who doubled. I've been here since day one and I wasn't able to do that. So, you know, the difference maker was really her. She's been a huge asset in like hiring the right people and, and guiding me in that way. Um, you know, Sarah and Polly, who have been my designers for, uh, you know, they're the only people that I let design up until this year. So there's only ever in April Tolman Interiors history, there's only been three people that has ever designed or designed for anyone. And it's me and Sarah and Polly, and they've been with me for a really long time. And I never wanted to hire another designer because I trust them, you know, immensely. And, and so Jessica was just like, you have to, like, you have to trust somebody besides Sarah and Polly with uh, portions of the design. So we've hired two new designers this year and uh, they're under, you know, Sarah's guidance. But, um, and then everything is, you know, initially kicked off by me, designed by me, but it, it really does. A lot of these little, you know, sketching and stuff like that does fall into their hands. And so we, they have pushed me out of my box and allowed me to grow and allowed me to, um, you let go in a way. And so it's, probably ex- it's probably expanded your style even too by bringing in two more designers who you yep. love, who get your style, who work seamlessly with the, your visions, but yet they have their own visions too. I mean, that only can expand what y'all are capable to do right. as a company. It does. And, you know, I feel like everybody that's here right now is – so, uh, you know, committed, I, I would encourage every business owner that my, um, what I like to say is like, if you don't want to help us push this truck uphill, then leave, you know, um, because it's a large truck and it's an uphill battle and, uh, we're launching product in 2021 and we brought someone on to take that department over and it's, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> We've been in meetings all morning about this product line and, and sketching and, you know, going over things. And um, so I said, so, but this person that we hired does. And so for me, it's been, been a hire great people, people that are passionate about those things that can help bring those things to life so that at five o'clock I can go be with my kids and I can sleep better at night knowing that I have rock stars. You know, I've spent a lot of money doing it. I'm not going to lie. Like people here are well paid and they enjoy their environment. We work really hard. Like we provide mom hours and self-care hours and, you know, hours to be a female. We've only hired females. So so what are mom hours? What are mom hours and self-care hours? And that is where the world needs to go. I'm telling you, (laughs) women are so capable. And now I'm going to cry. I don't know why I'm going to cry, but I'm like, women are so capable. And for so long, like you said, we have this thought that like, we have dreams and talents and we both have daughters. You have two daughters. I have one. I'm like, I don't want Sunny to like have all these dreams and goals. And then one day get married and have kids and throw them out the window. Like she's so smart. She's so capable do what you want to do. But like for so long, women haven't had that ability to be able to do both. But why can't we, why can't we work in self-care hours? Why can't you work in mom hours and still kick ass being a business person? Like why does it have to be, why does it have to be this typical schedule that everyone feels like they have to follow? Why can't it be different? Exactly. So, you know, a lot of like a lot of my time, like I, you know, I, I get off at five often and I'm like, I am not done yet. Like this is not the end of my day. 
And so you just have to start looking at life different. You know, you're just like, I have to sacrifice something. Like I can't have it all. So what am I going to sacrifice? So for me, you know, would I like to get a massage? Everyone, would I like to get a facial? Yes. But for me, what gives me life, what I've decided is there's a lot to be done in the day for work. So for me personally, I get off work. It gives me life to be around my kids. It's better than a massage for me. And I'm not a stay at home mom. So there's very obvious reasons why I feel like, uh, very, um, why I feel that that's very important. But when I put the, so I turn my phone off. Like I do not work when I get home. It is that at you, your house could be burning to straight to the ground. And I, you probably will not get a response from me. And, but I, I'm all theirs, you know, and they've started to understand this weekends. I'm all theirs. I've had to give up like some events and some social things and whatever. And, you know, I always tell myself, like, I, I do spend time with my closest girlfriends, but like that part of my life is going to have to be set aside temporarily. You know, I go to fun things here and there, but temporarily, like, you know, if you're gone from your children for that many hours, like you need to devote the other hours or I need to devote the other hours to them. But when they go to sleep, I kind of will go back to to work in a sense. And I'll sit in bed and I'll do my little stuff. And so, and we try to communicate that to the rest of the moms here. So mom hours are when you have kids, especially when they start going to school and things. And especially I have moms here whose kids play sports, you know, football games start at five o'clock. So you got to leave at like three 30 to get them ready and get them gone. And, and so we've created these mom hours that you can decide how you spend those. Um, and there are a lot of hours actually. So if you, you know, want to go eat lunch with your kid, go eat lunch with your kid. If you, and it, and it get, it like releases that guilt in my opinion. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's such a struggle for women. I mean, this yes, is amazing. Is. And then we have single people here and you know, this is the time for them to take care of themselves. <laughs> Because that can kind of be put to the back burner as a, a, a mom. And I tell everybody that's young, I'm like, oh, girl, take a, t- take a minute for yourself. Because once you have kids, that is, God. That is a hard thing. <laughs> and so, you know, we don't want them to feel like they have to just work all the time and produce and like the mom gets to leave early. So, and then the mothers get these self-care hours too. But we created self-care hours because sometimes you can't get your hair done on the weekend. It's just your person might not be available or, you know, you need a little Botox and that the only appointment and you don't want to be like, Oh my gosh, am I late to work or can I not leave early? And it's just like, just, you know, you have these hours allotted to you outside of your vacation and personal time and sick days and just you know, take the hour and do it, just keep it inside. So that's kind of, kind of how we keep the boundaries. So then you, you know, as a female, then you can prepare. This is what I'm going to do this year with these hours, you know, and go ahead and plan like, I know I want to be, do this many activities with my kids. Like, you, cause you kind of know what your kids are doing for the year. And I know that I need this many appointments for the year. And let me just go ahead and pre-book them. And that way there's no guilt about it. It's just like, I need to go get my hair done. I have to explain it to anybody. <laughs> right. I don't have to hide it. I don't have to act like I, I'm need, to, <clears throat> I need to leave early. You know, because you're uh, like, you're a woman who cares about that too. You want to get your hair done. You want to get your Botox done. You want to be able to go to your kid's school functions without yeah. having to lie or feel guilty or guilty there should just be no guilt around it you know and you know we everybody kind of here knows if you didn't finish your stuff for that day and you got a football game just log back on at night and just finish it up and and people here are super respectful of that because we've allowed the freedom to you know 
you know, produce at different hours and, and things. So, um, so yeah, we just created a company that I feel like is, is super female oriented and mom oriented. And for us, it's really, really paid off because I feel like the people here really give a shit. Like they care about this company. They care. Um, it's the, you know, I always say like, I, I abide by these hours by the way as well. Um, I, I do the same thing that I require everybody else to do. And, um, and I think that that builds respect, you know, that I'm not off doing whatever. And I, my expectation is for them. And so I always tell the leadership of April Tomlin interiors, like, Hey, le like lead by example, cause it's really the only way to lead and don't ask anybody to do something that you wouldn't do. So I take out the trash here all the time. I, you know, pitch in all the time in different ways that, you know, maybe some people would feel like, oh, I'm above that or, you know, I'm, I've made it. I don't have to do it. And, and you see me here often like cleaning up or taking out the trash or whatever. And I, and then it, it does motivate other people to take out the trash if they see it. And right. So, yeah. How did you even think to do mom hours and self-care hours? Like, how did you even think to put that in place? Well, you know, I just, me and Jessica, actually, we sat down and we were like, we're getting larger. And it used to be like no rules at all, but we're getting larger and we're unable to worry so much about where people are and whatever. And so really I just sat and said, well, what if we just allotted the hours? Like we don't even worry where people are. We just, you know, we just lay out what the expectation is really clearly and expect women to, you know, be able to handle their, they, ha they handle so many other things they can handle this. This is, if I know what I'm supposed to be doing, I feel a lot better about being able to do it, you know? And so it really came from a, a, a growth. Like the more people that you get, the more people you have to like set some form of an expectation. And we didn't want to come in with the hardcore, like nine to five, be here all day, be the, be, get, actually get here before nine just to prove that you're a hard worker. It's just like, these are our hours. We're really not judging you if you get here at, you know, 850. Like it's just not that type of company. And, but just work really hard um, while you're here and we don't pre-hire. So that's another thing. I used to have a job where I sat behind a desk and um, I would play on, at the time it was like MySpace, I think, or Facebook. There was no Instagram. And I, um, and it's cause there were so, they hired so many people. So we always, when we're growing, we're asking like, does this person want to make more to take on these responsibilities? And once it gets to the point where we know nobody can take on any more work, then we hire. So we don't really have to worry about what people are doing because people are so busy here <laughs> that they don't have time to, you know what I mean? Like sit around and, um, and it's, it's and not like a like stock position. You're not just like hiring someone to do this stock job. It's like every person is so uniquely hired and has such yeah. unique gifts that it's like, you know exactly what their talents are, what they're doing. And when they run out of space and you there's no more room for them to do more, then it's like you have to create a whole new unique hire. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, um, and like just our design aesthetic and, and things like that. So for design, like I really, it's so funny before kids, you saw a lot of black and white in our designs. You saw, uh, not, a, not a ton of rounded corners, uh, rounded corners are everything now. <laughs> and now like you see a lot of warm, you see a lot of, uh, comfortableness. We actually tagged the entire company Relax Living. And the second that I became a mom, and I was this human being before, really, but 
I just decided we're going to be who, who I am naturally, which is a really relaxed human being. And uh, it's like kind of comfort over everything. Um, and there's beautiful ways to do that. But now when you're looking at our designs, it's just extremely relaxing and comfortable. And I approach everything in a way that's just like, do I feel peace here or not? I love and that. And if there's no peace here, then I don't want to be here. And as a mother, like, you know, it's just, if you can find peace, like when you go on vacation and you're like, Oh, I wish I had this bedding and I wish I felt this way at home. Like my gut instinct is like, well, why can't you, you can, there's, it's four walls and a ceiling and a floor, just like your own home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they have like whatever area, uh, Alice beach has always been the area that I, um, have found the most peace in. So I, d I do design a little bit like to that area. And, um, but that's what, that's what it was about is that I go there and I kind of start tearing up right when I get there. Cause I just can breathe for a second. There's a calmness about it. There's a stillness about it. And so why would I not want my everyday life to feel that same way? You know? Um, so that is, I do feel like there's a lot of moms that are our clients. Um, no matter if they're a celebrity or not, they, if you have bridged the, if you have crossed over into motherhood, you're usually kind of coming to our firm because it's, that is just extremely important. Um, and Sarah, the girl, the designer that's been with me forever, um, she's about to give birth to her fourth child. So Aww. she's like, got a lot of children. <laughs> And so should we just know, we know what that feels like. We know what it feels like to be in a house and have your little ones like walking around and not worrying about, oh my God, are they about to break their neck? Are they about to hit a corner? You know, that sort of thing. We just got, uh, we finished Happily Gray's home about Mary from Happily Gray about a year and a half ago. She was not, she did not have kids. And I, I was telling her, I was like, are you going to have kids soon? Cause like some of this is not going to work out for you. Like what you, you hope this will be. And it's taken till now and she's just like, hey, can I get an ottoman? Can we get the, I was like, yeah. <laughs>Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Change everything. 
Man, something that I have really, um, you have really been such a kind friend to me. Even though we don't necessarily like see each other all the time or even hang out all the time, I, you have been someone who has been such a source of great advice and such a caring person. Like when I first entered into motherhood, I called you on the phone and you gave me so much just like helpful advice and like encouragement. And I feel like to me, that's how you run your business because it is hard sometimes. I, I love women more than anything in the whole world and I am such a, a, a woman-oriented person. But women can get their feelings hurt. Women can take things personally sometimes. So can men. Men have their own slew of issues. I mean, I, I love being a woman more than anything and I love working with women more than anything. But navigating very yeah. smart, powerful females who bring so much to the table and who have great ideas like you're doing and your best friend, that is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. So how do you do that and keep your, your workspace flowing so well? Because that's a true skill. Yeah. So, um, what I was saying about, I'm, I'm talented. I wish people would own their things. Um, so I really believe that I'm good at like a, a few things. Um, I love being a mom. I feel like I'm a pretty good mom. I design like not owning a design company, but just design. I feel like I'm really good at that. I can see things like before, before, like I can walk in and kind of see what it's supposed to be. Um, I'm not super detail oriented. I'm, there's a lot of things that I'm not, but one of the things that I am is um, I feel like I'm a, uni a unifier of people. Um, and, it, and I'm also the type that like most people like, but if you don't like me, you probably don't like me because I am such a straight, it's just straight shooter. Which I um, appreciate. Yeah, it's just who has time to laugh. God bless America. Who has time to figure out if you're in trouble with someone or something's going on? Just tell me. Tell me. Just tell me. Please tell me. So setting the expectation of like, I sat in this conference room yesterday and we had like a big team meeting and there's hardships. Look, there, there was something that happened, you know, there was... There was something that happened to this company recently that it was hard on my heart. It, it was, um, it was a betrayal of sorts and it was hard. So it, this in my world is not cookie cutter. Not everybody here stays here and not everybody does the right thing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but we had like a company meeting after finding out some information that was, uh, it was unfortunate. And so we had to set some expectations about what's allowed here and what's not with clients and et cetera. And, we were talking about what we wanted this office to be. And I said, this should be the easiest part of your day emotionally. <laughs> like save your emotions for your family, save your emotions for your friendships. Like this environment emotionally should be the easiest road because what is there to fight about? I, you know, what is there to worry about? There's, re there's really not emotionally. Of course, we can get stressed about clients and this and that. And so I said, if you have a question, just put it in front of me. Like, you know, just be more, you know, be transparent. That's like my number one thing. Be transparent. Don't lie. Just please don't lie to me. And I, we'll all be good. And I, and one of the other things was talking about like the drama. I just said, don't, don't live up to the woman, the, the woman creation of who everybody thinks we should be. You know, 
Be emotional. Emotional people succeed because they care. Uh, be passionate. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't be catty. Don't waste your energy on. Don't waste your energy on that because we only have so much to go around. And for me, I'm going to save that level of emotion for my children. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to have emotions after I leave work to give to them and my husband. Yes. Not to be so, drained, not to be drained. So let's just, you know, if someone says something to you and it's hurtful or, you know, whatever, they, they probably didn't mean it. So just move it. Just choose to make a choice and just choose to know that most people, if they're saying something in an office or, you know, if they're going too fast, it might not come across like delicate or it might not be the exact and just move on. The more you worry, assume the, the best more, in people, assume the best until there's like a very obvious, like problem. Right, right, right. Um, and then, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it is, we've, I do feel like that's how we've done it. It's just me being super transparent. I try to be transparent, even of the finances of the company. Cause I always go back to how did I feel as an employee? I always felt like, God, they make so much money. Why do they not pay me more? What is my bonus going to be? Or why does the boss get to do this? And I don't get to do this. So I just tried to do the things that I used to hate about me. You know, I try to make sure that I'm the hardest working person in the room. If, if I'm the hardest per working person in the room, what can anybody say? Right. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. And, um, and so, and then also like financially, like people here know what we're, where we are financially. So they know that if they've worked extra hard and they feel that they deserve a raise, that the second that we can give them a raise, we will give them a raise. And um, we try to pay people fairly and, and great upfront, but like, you know, as people develop skills, like they should be paid more, especially as a woman. Actually, one girl came here in her salary request. I, I sent, I was going to hire her and I knew it. And I sent it back to her. I said, don't ever put this number on paper again. You are worth more than this. <laughs> wow. Wow. But April, the <laughs> fact that you're not trying to take advantage, you're not trying to get everything you can get out of someone for the cheapest Right. No. You know, you're trying, but that's, that shows your, who you are and what you, you're willing to give as much as you can to your employees because you want them to be, you want them to love where they're working, to shine. You're not trying to like, you're not trying to like cut corners and like cut, cut, no. cut deals out or make it like less for someone because you can't. And we remodel the office, you know, and we want to do curtains and some things like that. And I, I went to Jessica. I said, is this going to affect the bonuses this year in any way? And she was like, it could. I said, then wait, don't do them, you know, because that's the type of things that people like they're, they're walking. I mean, they have eyeballs. They're like, we just purchased this much in curtains and I, and my bonus wasn't what I thought it should be. You know what I mean? So we just tried to put them before, you know, curtains and before you know obviously we needed the space we've expanded we needed i need desk, i need conference room chairs i need these things and um, and we will continue to make this space beautiful but not at the not at the uh, cost of of their uh, bonuses you know when they deserve probably more than what I can even give. And so, yeah, we just, you know, it's just a lot of, con owning a business is a, a lot of common sense, honestly. You just have to stop and be like, what would I be feeling if I worked here? You know, how would I want to work? Um, 
And honestly, if you're not a hard worker in this, in this company, it stands out. Like it stands, it's hard to not work hard in this company because everybody does work pretty hard. And so it, when someone's not just naturally, they're just not a hard worker. Like it, it's, it's, you stand out like a sore thumb in this group of women. So, um, cause these are women that fly to their kids football games and fly back. But I will say on that note, you see, you see me talking about stay at home moms a lot because there is nothing, there could be nothing if I had to write a book and it wasn't about design, I don't know what I would call it, but it would be like the anti boss bitch movement. Like it would be nothing makes me more mad. Of course, I, you know, of course, like you, I want my girls, like I don't want my girls to have things put on them that they should be. And, but if Everly chooses, which she's super motherly, it's super strange to watch because at her age, I was not, I did not like want to babysit kids. It was not my thing. Like I never offered to babysit a kid Yeah. for my own kids. Yeah. And I actually still probably would not offer to babysit kids. Yeah. And then there, and then there, then there are people that like love that and they want to become teachers and they want to be educators and they just want to be around kids all the time. Like that was never me, but Everly does. She's got that in her. And so, you know what? If like she feels super called to be a stay-at-home mom and that gives her joy and financially she can do that, then that is what I mean by owning who you are. Like, because I think we've went, you know, we're kind of in this weird, awkward place where we went from one extreme, like we can do it all, we're women, you know, to now it's like if you're not doing it all, if you're not owning a business that's popular yes. on Instagram, if you're not an influencer, if you're not popular on social media, or you don't, you know, hell, I mean, it's not even that popular to be a doctor. People would rather be bloggers than doctors, you know. We've almost went the opposite extreme to where now, if you're not doing it, you're not involved in that world, or you're not, you don't have this like glorious job, then I've heard a lot of my friends who have chosen, they were teachers, they can't, you know, they, unfortunately, they don't make enough to like leave their own children. And so they've chosen, they've made a choice to stay home. And when we're talking, they have a lot of self-worth, you know, conver conversations. And I'm like, you chose this, own it. Like, trust me, if you choose the other path, the working path, you have a lot of guilt. You know, either path is hard for a woman. Men do not, if men become stay-at-home dads, they're like, it's great. Get to drink beer, get to, you know, and if they choose to work, they're like, of course I have to work, you know? And for women, no matter what path you choose, you're explaining yourself or you're having self-worth issues or guilt or whatever. And it's just like, no, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, be a stay-at-home mom, you know, um, make yourself happy. If you need to go do something else like charity or exercise or read books or, you know, whatever, but it just financially makes sense for you to be a stay-at-home mom or that gives you life. Like you should own that. You should do that. And yes. there is no harder job than that, you know, yes. but calling me a boss babe or bitch or whatever, opposed to like a doctor, a, a surgeon, a female surgeon who, who is never called that by the way, you know what I mean? It, it's crazy. It is actually crazy. And yes. so I just, like I'm trying to put the message out there, like own whatever it is that you want. Some people do not have the luxury of having a job that they love. So if you just want to go to work, get a paycheck and then like find your satisfaction in something else that maybe doesn't provide money for you, like reading books or exercise. Like if you don't want to be a gym instructor, uh, instructor and exercise give you, gives you life, like go to your job, you know, do your job and then come home and, and, and do that. But it's just more of an ownership 
and not letting whatever society, society told us to be one way 10 years ago, it's telling us to be a different way right now. You have to be a boss bitch right now. 10 years ago, you had to be a stay at home mom. And in 10 years from now, it'll be something else, you know? And, um, and so it's just putting all that to the side. Like that's what other people think that you should be doing. What you should be doing as a female and what I try to do is do whatever makes me happy (laughs) and whatever gives me life. And that person or that whatever is, is who I choose and who I create, you know, through prayer and through Jesus. And I, I actually do have a faith, but like I, I consult with a higher power. I don't consult with, uh, social media. Gosh, April, I mean, did we not need to hear that just now? That is so true. And man, it is so hard to get to that place where you truly are like, I'm choosing this. This is what makes me happy. Or these are my circumstances. And this is how my life is going to look based on my circumstances. And I'm going to own it. I'm going to do the very best I can. I'm going to live this life to the best that I can. And I'm not going to sit around and be like, why am I not like her? Why am I not like her? Like, this is my life. I'm choosing it. But that is so hard for us to do. And especially with like social media and the comparison game and all of that. But April, is that not the truth? I mean, I literally, I've been struggling with social media lately and I usually don't struggle with social media. I'm usually like fine with it because I see like the blessings of it and the connectivity of it. And I see how like people are able to have to have life on there, like businesses and stuff like that, that they want and they want to pursue. Like I, I usually see that part of it, even though I know there's this whole other part, but man, I recently got into like feeling like I am spread too thin and that I am, I feel like it's kumbaya and like, I love everyone. So like I support everyone, but then it's like, what if actually some people who I'm friends with, are don't like that person or this person. And then I got into this weird, like comparing game where I'm like messing everything up and I'm making everyone mad. And I, but then it's confusing. And then I'm like, who am I, what am I doing this for? Like, what is this, the purpose of why I'm on Instagram? What is the purpose of what I'm trying to do? I, you get, it's so easy to get so convoluted by like the swirl of it all. Yeah, it is. It's a large part of our business. It's obviously a necessary part of our business. However, you know, <laughs> definitely like recently someone was just like, if you want this product line to launch, you got to be over a hundred thousand. So it's a goal. Like uh, it's a goal. Right. Um, It's a goal that I never thought that I would have because pre product line, I, you know, this, I did not care. (laughs) I hadn't even post a lot. Um, but now it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's an end game, right? Like we've got to, we've got to have that unfortunately. Um, to be able to have the power to negotiate and, and do the deals and, and that sort of thing. So, so we're, we're trying harder. We're, we're working, but it, it is such a messed up world where people can say, but, and let me tell you, I am Puerto Rican and like fiery as hell. And I, and I get, can get really angry at like some, so someone wrote me yesterday. I was just telling the girls this, this morning, someone literally swear to God, they wrote a DM to me and it said, I just don't get all the fuss. I just don't want to get what all the fuss is about, about your design work. I'm from New York and just moved here. And quite frankly, I just don't even think it's that good or impressive. Why would someone take the time to write that? <laughs> so I screenshot. So my first reaction was I screenshotted it and I was reposting it back to Insta. <laughs> 
with arrows to her name <laughs> and arrowed to the message. And I said, if you, I said, if you, uh, if you're so bold to write this in private, I hope you don't mind it being public. <gasps> and I almost, I, I almost clicked the button. Like it was written. So what I decided was, I was just like, I'm going to set my, I'm going to take five. Good and I'm going to, I'm going to leave job. it up. And I'm going to go, you know, and I had to walk away and say to myself, like, who do I, it's not about being a perfect person in, in uh, the world. Who, who, if, if there is a young girl on here watching me, my actions, like, what do I want them to see? What would be the higher road here? And so what I did was I, I deleted it and I, I did not respond to this person. And, and I had to say to myself, do I even care? Like, how does this person impact me at all? Oh, oh, they don't. Right. And they probably have a lot of free time to take the time. I personally have never, even if I like was on something and I was just like, I don't, I don't like their aesthetic or I don't to like To take the time not- to write the message, you, there's, some, there's some hate or there's some, un, there's some unrest in their heart. Yeah. And so I just blocked them. I literally didn't even respond. I just blocked them. And, uh, and then I was, you know, and then I was fine and then I moved on. But, you know, in 2020, it's crazy. You know, I posted about human trafficking recently and literally by the end of the night, I was like, I might die. I had to get back on and, um, and, and clarify what I meant. And all I did was talk about, um, that I was just kind of, uh, blown away by this Wayfair accusation. Mm Mm-hmm industry it's my world like yeah you're in it I'm in it I still they still have not they still have not done what they said they would do which was explain Mm -hmm. what was going on and so we as a company do not order from Wayfair or All Modern from that point to date and it's a personal choice my actions are not impacting the greater good and they are definitely not impacting Wayfair sales. So, yeah. um, but I, I said something about it. Like, this is crazy guys. Like, and, and I don't talk about politics or any of that. Um, but it, it was crazy. I, I did not know human trafficking would be controversial, but it was crazy. People, one person said that I was a racist against gays. That come in I, I do not know. I was just like, I, what, what is the link here? You know, what it, where it, where is these linking of topics? And you literally get so fearful. Someone said, I, I don't know that you'll make it through the night. And I was like, what? Like they're going to so kill, like, like, they're gonna kill you or something? Like, or gonna die, like somebody in that world, because it, you, as you learn more about that world, you learn that it's a pretty large world run by very high powerful people. And so someone, so it was like, even like threatening. And I, I get back on, I'm like, Hey, 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 didn't know human trafficking was this controversial. Don't want to die tonight. Um, and didn't accuse Wayfair of anything. They've actually were pre-accused by a lot of other people. And I'm just saying, if this is true, we will not be supporting this as a company. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and I'm waiting on an explanation and I'm still waiting on the explanation. Somebody right. please explain it to me. If I was Wayfair, I'd be explaining myself. If, I, if my company was accused of that, I'd be explaining. Yeah. So, um, it's just a personal choice you know, order Wayfair if you want. And anyway, it was just in 2020, you realize like, I can't talk. I can't say it. I know. Of, I know. Speech is a pastime. You know what I mean? Well, cause it's it really cancel is. society right now. Everything is like cancel society. If you say anything wrong, you're canceled. 
And it's like sometimes you don't even know you're saying something wrong. It's just like, oh, my God, I'm trying to say something right. I'm trying to take a stance and, like, do something that I feel is right. But actually, somehow, it gets spun wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I, I, everything from, you know, white privilege. I'm like, I'm actually not white. I'm Puerto Rican. But thanks for playing. Um, to, you know, uh, tone deaf, you know, things. Like, I worked so hard to get this beach house and is so excited about it. It's I'm so excited. We're having to rent it. And uh, financially, it's, you know, it's a great play for uh, for our family. But when I went on to talk about it, um, it I, I didn't for the first, like, couple weeks because there was, like, an overwhelming fear of being called tone deaf. And I had to consult a lot of people. And, you know, and it, so gone are the days of just jumping on saying, you know, just saying what is going on in your brain, you know, um, those days are, those days are over, unfortunately. So social media is a really hard, it's a really hard time to be a, a part of social media right now and have a business in particular or a career that can be canceled. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. If I say the wrong thing and make a bunch of people mad, you know, and all of a sudden it's, you know, I mean, I've seen it. Could, I think it can go as far as like interior design canceled. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I just, it's a really weird thing to be a part of um, right now. And so last year it was the comparison game, comparing yourself to everybody else. And then this year it's a game of fear. Yeah. You know? Is anybody being honest on social media? Like really honest? I don't think so because everybody's afraid to talk. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it's kind of pointless to listen to it, honestly. Like if you think about it that way, it's just like, why am I listening? Nobody, nobody that I know is saying what they think, you know, truly what they think, unless it's popular. If it's popular, then they'll right. say it. But right. if they have an unpopular opinion, uh, nobody that I know is saying the unpopular opinion thing. They're just yeah. quiet. And, um, which is sad because America is like freedom. It's freedom of speech. It's freedom of thought. That's what makes it go around those days. Those days at least temporarily are over and I don't know when we'll get them back, but social media is hard. It, it really is. It's but it really is, it's hard. How do you mm -hmm. deal yeah. with, and I talked to you a little bit about this. Um, obviously we live in a town and I feel like I'm really starting, I, I'm trying to learn because sometimes I feel like I'm kind of unaware and I just, like I said before, I'm like, kumbaya, everyone gets along, everyone's happy. And I don't realize there's all these underlying rivers flowing, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, but now that, cause and I think it's because like with me, I've never really taken, I've always struggled with like self-worth issues. So I'm like, I'm not really important anyway. No one really cares. It doesn't really matter. Even though like my podcast has grown and I know that it's a, it's a, legit thing and that it, I actually have a voice that people are, are listening to I still don't really think they are if that makes sense like I'm still like oh I'm just Wait. like a I'm just like a kid sister that doesn't really she's just kind of no one really cares like, but that's I've got to change my mentality because like I'm realizing when you're speaking and when you're sharing conversations and people are tuning in they're actually listening it's not just fake numbers it's not just like fake stuff you know and so like no, I life change Yes. And so, and I just like love to be real and honest and raw and supportive. So like, but how do you navigate being a part of Nashville, which is a such a creative community with so many talented people, you're friends with so many people. How do you navigate? And I kind of asked you about this, like the competitive, the competitive thing or people that are your friends 
not working with you or working in the same industry of other people who are also doing the same things and coexisting. Like that's a hard one for me right now. I'm trying to navigate that. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's definitely not easy. It's definitely a process, you know, um, I have friends that don't, that don't use me. Um, and I, there's a whole industry here of people that, you know, it's really interior design and music and whatever, every industry is the same. It's just like, there's people that have bad reputations. There's people that have good reputations for me personally. Um, I, I tell myself this like, like often, honest to God, it's often I, there's certain themes to my day that are consistent. I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I'm too busy. I have too much shit to do. <laughs> And I love my kids and sometimes <laughs> and so there's a consistent, um, it's consistent emotions that feel almost every day. And so I've had to, I've gotten to a place in my career where I have had to start taking stock of my energy of where I'm putting that energy and the things, the places that I, that I let my mind sit for too long. Oh, yes, where my yes. mind saying like where my mind needs to be sitting is how am I going to grow this company where people here are well paid and able to take care of their families the same way that I'm able to take care of my family. Another thing where my mind needs to be is how am I going to grow these two girls into human beings that doesn't require an obscene amount of therapy like I had to go to or you know the least amount of pain possible that wasn't that's inflicted by the home and not like nature like you know they're going to go through pain they're you know their friend might pass away or their you know grandmother or you know they're not good at something and they're not they don't get on a team that they want to be on that, that you can't control that but in the home you know I can create human beings that have a little more wear and tear to them to where they don't get beat down so easily. Their, the opinions of others don't matter so much to them. They feel loved and secure and safe. Like that is where my mind needs to be. Yes. Um, making sure my kids get to school and, and they don't have the mom that's like forgot everything. Cause I'm just so scattered brain, like being strung out. Time. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to get them to school on time. Like, I don't want them to have to explain, like, mom, mom's working, you know, so we're always the kids that don't have the things. And um, that's where my mind needs to be. Jesus, um, faith, uh, fam, other family members. You know, I have a, fam a couple of uh, family member that's a drug addict, and I help his kids. And I'm super involved in uh, organization Home Street Home. And, you know, my friend Lauren is, is a uh, loved one. And so, I, you know, have, I do, I have the mental capacity <laughs> to think about those things. And the answer is, is that what I took stock of re recently as in the last year and a half is no, I don't. Because if I like wrote down my thoughts in a day, a lot of them would be around like the opinions of others. Uh, the opinions of people on social media, yeah. uh, the, you know, it, actually that's probably it. Like a yeah. large <laughs> amount of time spent on what am I doing? That's making, how are other people feeling about what I'm doing? Right. When really it's just like, I just can do what I can do and I can try to be cognizant of other people and their emotions and their space and stuff like that. And, um, but how they take that, how, what they do with that is, is, is 
probably more about them than about me anyways. And um, am I surrounding myself with people that uh, don't suck the life right out of me? You know, every mm -hmm. once in a while when they have a problem, they do, but like, I'm not constantly worried. And so I can say like re recently, I really had, there was a point where I was just like, having a damn good year and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it because next year might not look the same because when I take stock of my life right now, um, and it's crazy that it's 2020, but, uh, I have an, an insanely supportive friend group and that didn't include everybody that it used to. It just doesn't. And, um, and I, I let people in who I, I feel genuinely love me and are excited for me because I'm genuinely excited for them, you know, whatever path that they choose. So why should it not be the opposite, even though I found some success and some things um, and people that I can talk to about where I come from and the problems that I do face um, with, you know, where I grew up and, you know, I, that didn't just go away. Right. Like I talk about like how I grew up poor and, and all the problems that come from that, like that, 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 that didn't go away. Like I, I have people that I take care of back home financially and, and sometimes emotionally. And, and, um, so I have so much going on. Like I literally just made a choice, like an active, active choice. I simply don't have time to let my brain spend too much time in a worry state of mind of stuff that I simply can't control anyway. <laughs> I can't control what this person think about this person or, you know, whatever. If I get a sense that someone sucks, I just remove myself. I'm just like, I think you kind of suck. And yeah. people do there. Everybody's not great. Honestly, like that is one thing that is, it's been true. You know, the people that nailed Jesus to the cross, like at that time they're forgiven if they want to be, but they're not, they weren't the greatest. And so, you know, those people still exist today. And so, you know, you just got to surround yourself with people that love and, and you feel like genuinely want to support you and, uh, and do away with the other people. And if, if this friend has a problem with this friend, it's really, it's just, frankly, I don't have time, but yeah. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to it being proactive about letting your brain sit places where it need that, where it need, where it can grow and where it's going to do good. And it's going to do good for your life and your child's life. Worrying about what people think of me is going to do nothing for my daughters. Not, literally not one thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a choice of where to spend your energy. Yeah. Did you ever yes. have a time where you, where you felt spread too thin and you felt like you were not able to do the best, like that you dropped the ball in certain places and like, have, is that why you put all these systems in place and you've gotten so intentional? Yeah, I would say like uh, 2000 to 2019. <laughs> Every single one of those years. This year I'm doing a little better. But like I said, that was a new, it's funny that you asked that question because that that is a more recent thing. You know, I do feel like I've grown a lot this year. And um, and I think it's being, you know, people say, uh, I've commented on this a lot in Instagram. People are like, you do it all. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> And, and that's I, the key is not to do it all. No, I don't. I, I really don't have time to work out. I know that it's healthy. I get it. I do. But it, it is a lot. It's a lot of time. You know, I try to keep, um, like I do, I, I do things to keep like my body where I can do my job. Like I'll do some squats and some pushups and I'm moving around all day. So it's not like I'm just sitting. Yeah. I just don't have time to worry about a thigh gap. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, <laughs> that is not the time in my life. It's not the time. Like maybe, maybe later, later. <laughs> maybe later, but like, it's just something that I've had. And, and, and previously I used to worry more about body image and, and, and I've just, I'm just like, I'll just, 
what amount of effort it would take to look like I'm 20 that's too much effort like and so it's just like I just get comfortable with what it is it, it just is this way and like I have other things to offer the world like I can't I, I do I should not be offering the world like modeling or <laughs> me either like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna offer the world my swimsuit body. I mean, I'll show up in a swimsuit and have a great time, but like, I'm not gonna give you a butt picture and like lots of boobs and cleavage and spend hours greasing myself up. Like, that's not my offering to the world. No, people at the pool are never gonna be like, "Did you see that fit, mother?" <laughs> I did that at the pool this recently. I was just like, "Oh my god, look at that mom! She's got like a younger kid than me." I still blame it on my two-year-old. You know what I mean? Like. I gotten in shape in the last two years and but it's just funny to me now I just I've just gotten to I see people really strive for it and I'm just I'm that seems so great I just have officially given up and I did the Peloton for like two weeks and I posted about it and then I don't even do that and I, but I do try to stay like somewhat healthy but I just don't put my energy there so it's just a choosing of where what you're going to offer the world what you're going to offer your family and and making specific choices about that because you can't do it all if you try to be everything you will fail yes it, yes yes in real life you know it might feel, not fail on Instagram if you look at someone's Instagram let me just put this if you look at someone's Instagram and you're like they have they're so in shape. They do smoothies every morning and they're so amazing. They're a cook. They're, they have a great job. They're the perfect mom. They don't have a nanny. That's a bold faced lie. It's a lie. It's not true. I'm here to tell you it is not true. And anytime anybody asks me, I get directly on Instagram and like, let me explain exactly what I don't do. Just about everything other than the three things you see me doing good on here, everything else is not good. Like, <laughs> My home's a wreck. I don't show it often for a reason. You know, people are always like, let me see your home. I'm like, nope. <laughs> let me show you the homes I designed, not mine. <laughs> nah, not going to see my home right now because literally it is a disaster. And, you know, cooking, like I don't cook. I don't do a lot of things um, well. And so, I, you know, I'm not that perfect person. I'm just, I'm just not. I struggle with things. I get sad about things. I, um worry about things. And, uh, and so, and I, and I just, I just don't do it all. I don't know anybody who does. I know uh, people that lie about doing it all, but I just don't know anybody who actually does it all. Right. And I know a lot of women. So. And I think that that is, like you said too, a big part of owning your power. Like I'm the same as you. I don't, I don't like to cook. I'm not good at it. I don't find any joy from it at all. It's completely stressful to me. It adds like this level of anxiety to my day that I just don't want to deal with. So Thankfully, Michael loves to cook or we order takeout. And I'm just like, I just have to be okay with that. And like, I, Sunny's getting fed. You know, we're getting fed. Like, we might not be like the healthiest, fittest people on the block because we're eating kale for every meal that's perfectly curated and, you yeah. know, tastes delicious while being so nutritious. But like, I'm just not going to be that right now in my life. Maybe down the road, I'll pick up the hobby or pick up the passion, but it's not happening right now. And that's okay. Because I used to feel really guilty about that. Everybody does. And what I've realized, it's take, it's actually taking, if you claim to like all this shit that you don't like, like it takes away that from people that do. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. there are people that are like really talented at cooking and they find as much joy as I find from interiors and design, they find that in cooking or they find that in working out or they find that in whatever. And they're actually really good at it. It's um, like podcasting. Like now everybody thinks they can podcast. You know, people said to me, you should podcast. I'm like, 
Um, I am a terrible interviewer. Like, no, you're good. Actually interviewed. No, well, if, if you, you ask me questions, I can answer them. Okay, but if you focus on interior design and what you loved, I think you would be great at it. No, it, it after this, I'll need to take a nap. Like it takes <laughs> it, it takes a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just I can get on and do it, but I I'm nervous before. Like I was on a panel today, a really big panel, and one of the girls that was in here, she noticed that my hands were just like this the whole time, and it's because I was so nervous. Like I, and that's how I am in the kitchen too. I'm like, oh my god, there's so many things going on at one time, but I can walk in here and feel no anxiety at all and but people that's are running great, like, that's a great point that you make if you try to act like you're good at it all and things that you don't actually enjoy doing then you're you're taking away the talent that other people are actually really great at yeah yeah people do that to me all the time it's just like can we collaborate I'm like no you either need a designer or you don't do you yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> you're either good at it or you don't and I'm not yeah. a personal assistant so like even you're seeking a talent or you're not like not everybody possesses what the girls in this office possess and that's okay just own up to it and just say I really need y'all's help because I'm not good at this yes you know but unfortunately a lot of people are just like I'm really good at it I just you just what you're just not good at it <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay and that's okay because whatever you do in your day I can promise you I'm not good at that you know yes and so giving the people in their spaces the power to be in their spaces and, and acknowledging that you can't do that. Like I, I can't imagine it's so many females and I can tell that it's, they want to be impressive to their husbands. Oh, April and her team can do this. And they're sitting in a room full of women that are presenting their homes and they're getting worried. Like, is my husband thinking that I can't do this? No, you can't. And I can't cook. And I bet you cook for your kids. And I don't, I just, it's just owning again. It's just that power of owning exactly what you are good at and letting other people own what they're good at. And, and appreciating it, you know, appreciating, appreciating it verbally, appreciating it financially. Like I'm so impressed by a lot of other people's skill sets, particularly teachers and doctors. Yeah. Because I don't like blood and I can't babysit. And so yeah. the things that I am not good at, it's just like, I want to lift those things up. I talk about them often because I really value that someone's really good at that. And not everybody can teach. Not everybody can be a nurse. Not everybody can do these things. It's that person's talent. Not everybody can design. Not everybody can cook. And so it's just, it's just as simple as that. Just appreciating like what other women, and that's how you lift each other up. It's not being everything. Like I'm everything. So I don't really need any other women. No, I'm actually like pretty terrible. So that's why I've surrounded myself with all these women that are, that's why I say Jessica doubled my business. I don't pretend like I doubled my business. She did. You know why? Because she likes spreadsheets and business. Yeah. So they start showing me spreadsheets. I'm like, is that got lines on it? Is it a drawing or is it a spreadsheet? Because like I'm allergic to spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. And, but she sits there and just like goes to town on her spreadsheet. And that's how this business is doubled. And it's, it would be sad for me to act like I'm this amazing business owner and I'm this amazing business person because quite frankly, I'm really not like I'm a good unifier of people. Uh, I obviously hire good people, but I, um, no, I'm, I'm not doubling this business. Not yeah. without Jessica. <laughs> I love that April. And I think that's such a good point that all of us men and women, but I mean, I feel like I mainly speak to women and I relate to women, women, especially like we don't have to be at all. We don't have to do it all. We need to own what we're good at, what we love, what our life looks like in this moment, how to maximize our life in this moment so we can have the fullest life we can have. 
cut out the noise, cut out all the shit that we let creep into our head that makes us feel insecure or unworthy or whatever that we have to live up and do that or do this because she did that. Screw that. I don't, I don't have energy time and I don't want to waste my, like you said, my emotional energy. I want my emotional energy to be on my family. That's where I want to put it. Yeah. And just being like a real person, you know, one of my, one of my idols is actually my neighbor. She doesn't know this. She'll freak out, but she actually just found out that I was an interior designer. She like came up to me. She's like, uh, you have like a big Instagram. I was like, yeah. She goes, I just thought that you were like, like kind of did it on the side. <laughs> I was like, no, um, but she, she's older than me and she has, um, you know, we live in like a smaller house and I complain about that house. It's the biggest house that I've ever lived in. But then, but I go to a lot of clients' house and I'm like, oh my gosh, it'd be great to have like these, these entertainment things. And, and one day we'll be there. But the next door neighbor's house, um, she's raised like four kids in that house, you know, and they're all off like going to college, but she has become an idol. It's not anybody on Instagram. I, I didn't even know that she was on Instagram, but it's because things like this, I'm pulling into my driveway after work she's a stay-at-home mom and she's like bebopping out of her driveway with a beer and a phone and I can tell she's talking to her girlfriend and she's just gonna go for a walk and she's just smiling and nobody's watching this it's not on Instagram it's nowhere to be found and I pull I this was just recently I pulled into my driveway and I called forward and I said I'm not gonna say her name out loud but I said her name and I said you know I just saw her walk out of her driveway with the biggest smile on her face. I can tell she's on the phone with a girlfriend catching up, got a beer in her hand, going for a walk. And that's real. That's real life. That's who I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to walk out of my drive. I don't drink beer, but like with wine or whatever I prefer on the phone with one of my girlfriends, it's not documented. Yes. (laughs) Somebody's watching me and genuinely be happy. Like I saw her do. She's not, she's not known. Nobody knows who she is. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's lived in the same house, like raised all of her kids there. All of her kids are good kids. I know all of her kids now. And, and she's just happy. She somehow managed to find no relevancy in any given job. No, um, no uh, aspirate, like wild aspirations that I can tell, of. um, has raised her kids. She's obviously raised them very well. They're all, one of them's going to an Ivy League school and, um, and, and whatnot. Her husband works. But every time I talk to her, there is a joy. She's going to concerts with her girlfriends in her 50s. And, and you know, I'm watching this and, you know, quietly watching this. And I'm just like, out of everybody that I've met in the last five years, like, I want to be you. Because she <laughs> has happiness and joy and peace in her life. Life. You know, yeah. I think it's been lost somewhere along the way that has been lost. Yes. And for me in my career, it's really important to be on Instagram. It's really important to have followers. And so anybody who's listening to this, that is a follower. My God, thank you. Please comment because it really matters for our project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the flip side of that, what a joy it is to just be known to your family. Yes. You know, and, and be worried about what your family thinks about you and your closest friends. And that's what you think about. You don't think about like what the masses think about you. Um, and I don't think that was how our parents lived, you know? And so I think being on Instagram, I think, you know, even if you are big on Instagram, I think it's a, it's, it's a challenge that I think we should all put on ourselves to, you know, if we're going to pursue something on Instagram to still be her 
you know, to be find a way to still be. Yeah. Be my next door neighbor, please. Everybody would be a lot happier if that's what, how they live their life. Amen to that. Man, April, you are just, you're so wise. I really admire you because I love to seek out women who have the joy. You have it. You are your neighbor. And you may not feel it all the time, but you are actively seeking to have that life. Like, that's your goal. I can tell every, like, you can feel it in you. You want your priorities to be what really matters to you. You're intentional about how you spend your time. You're intentional about how you run your business. You're very intentional. And to me, it's always such a gift to talk to women like you. And you in particular, you've, you've given me so much life-giving knowledge and advice. And I admire you so much. I feel like you are that. You are your neighbor. And I'm thankful to have you as someone that I can talk to and look up to and learn from. And I know everyone listening to this has just been filled with so much information and knowledge and Tips on how to live a happy life with good, healthy boundaries. And I think you're crushing it, April. And I'm so just thank thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and share. I want to ask one more question and then I'm going to wrap up. What is your favorite part of the design process? Like if you could have, if you, you're the, the sweet nectar of the process for you, what is it? Like, what is it? You're like, oh, this is the part I just like love so much. Installing. So I just installed, installed our beach home and I had girlfriends up. We, we actually rented a place there a while back, not knowing that we were going to buy there. So literally our rental and the house that I own, I could see them from door to door. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead of time and install and then be with my friends. Well, then the hurricane happened because, you know, it's 2020. So I was installing <laughs> while I was with my friends. So I, um, you know, I would go to dinner with them stay there at like 2 a.m., wake up at 6, go back so I could spend the day with them. And they literally were just like, what, are you like a machine? I was like, no, I just love this. Like I wake up at like 5.30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta go finish installing because I can see it. Because I did not have my team work on that and do all the ordering. I had to do all the ordering, which let me tell you what, I find a new appreciation for everybody that has to order on this team. And I ordered everything and I've, I'd known what it was gonna be, but like seeing it come to life. And so a lot of, anytime I do a podcast, people are seeking the tips. So if you want to tell people the tips are right here at the end to scroll, to fast forward to the end, here's some tips. If you're designing for yourself, cause you cannot afford a designer. This is what I would encourage. If you have a Mac or any form of a computer, we use keynote a lot. And what I do it, even for my own house, which I just had to design for the beach. I create a Pinterest board. It starts off with like a few photos. Um, this is not typically how we do for clients because we do sketches, um, but they're more elaborate. Like likely if you're doing your own home, you're not, you're not seeking that like gazillion dollar experience. You just want it to look pretty. You know, you just want it to look good for your guests and stuff. So if you're doing that, start a Pinterest board, get some inspo going on like picture, inspo pictures. Those inspo pictures should all kind of look alike. Yeah. <laughs> they should be. If they're different, pick a path. Go down that path. Then start pinning product. Don't start ordering product. Start pinning product. Because um, likely you don't have access to vendors and things. So go online. Go to a bunch of different, you know, stores. Pinterest will actually, if you're on a product, if you scroll down, it'll actually give you more product like that. Pin a bunch of different stuff. Um, as, as many, as many products as that you, as, as you possibly can on a Pinterest board, then go over and start a keynote 
literally my mom could probably do this. Get open up a keynote board, start pulling the products over. So have one for your bedroom, one for your living room, one for your kitchen and the products that you're thinking for your bedroom, pull them over there. If something looks bad, take it out, take it off the board and put another product in and just spend some time playing around with those visions. And usually if it kind of looks good on paper together, it will actually look good in the room. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of how I did the beach house. Then you've got to think about, you know, that's furnishing it. Um, then you've got to think about like construction, like what are your paint colors going to be? Probably the most, the biggest question that I get is, well, what white do you use? What, you know, what colors do you use? So the whites that I like are Greek Villa and Pure White, both by Sharon Williams. But and I, and I do say like, look, if you're not a designer, we use a bunch of different colors on walls, but if you're not a designer, the easiest thing that you can possibly do is just to paint it white, your walls and bring in color and your pillows and in your art and you, you know, don't go colorless. That's not what I'm saying. Just, you know, maybe don't do it on the walls because you're going to get stuck because you got to make a lot of, we, we have like the experience to make a, a lot of decisions around that paint color. Um, but I wouldn't lead with your paint color. So then if your walls are gray, light gray, which usually spec homes are, if probably the biggest thing that you can do is paint it white, honestly, and men freak out over that. They're like, it's gray. It's like close enough to white. No, because are you going to get a white couch? Because if you have a gray wall, how are you going to get a gray sofa or a taupe sofa? Those don't go. If you have white walls, the, the sofa that you can afford, you can likely buy and it'll go, you know, you don't have to worry about it clashing with your wall color because your wall color is white. So the next step would be, well, if it's not a new build and I don't get to pick a paint color like Greek Villa or whatever, and I usually paint the trim and the ceiling and everything the same color. So based off the white that has already been chosen for your house. So if you have a, like say, like a little bit of an off white color on your trim, find out what that color is or get it colored matched, paint your walls that color. Otherwise, it's gonna turn your trim yellow. And the most costly thing that you can do is paint your trim indoors. So if you can get away with not doing that and just painting your walls, that is gonna save you a ton of money. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people do that with their kitchen. They're just like, should I do white countertops, white cabinets, white this, white that? No, no, I, I would not. Um, if, you're, if you're looking for a paint color, you know, kind of throw it in the island with like some earth tone, like. Uh, camel colors, greens, blues, like the, the more muted tones are a little bit safer in my opinion. Pick a countertop that might not be, you know, pick a wood countertop or pick a, a quartzite. It's like one of my favorite materials is quartzite. It's durable. Um, the it, There's a product called Fresh Concrete that's Caesar Stone. That is a nice topish effect to a white cabinet. Um, but try not to do white and white and white and white because it, it really it does come across like really stark. Mm -hmm. um, so those were some of just the instant, you know, I get pillows off of Etsy. That's like a big pillow source for us. Like they're so much cheaper than getting custom, but they can, you, they can kind of be custom. You can pick your yeah. fabric and size and stuff. So Etsy's a big power player for us, um, even with some of the nicer homes. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, those are like, I would say the top tips of how to start designing your own space. If you're not able to seek out a designer is start those boards, play around with those boards. Don't just buy shit just to buy it. Like edit, edit your stuff down. Make like, it flow. And, and make it, make it matter. You know, um, if you don't like something or you're like, it looks off, like it probably does. So just yeah. take it out. 
You know what I mean? Take it out, give it to charity. Yeah. You know, there's lots of people that come off the streets homeless and they have nothing. So, you know, find that, find that, you know, wherever you live in the world, find that company that does those things and, and give it away. You don't have to feel guilty about it. If you don't need it, then give it to somebody who does need it. And, um, and so those are like my top tips of that. how to do it. From. I love that. I'm going to wrap up with one question but before I say that I have to let everyone know April Tomlin is also, you are such a kind spirit. When the tornado hit Nashville, you and Alex White were spearheading along with a bunch of other women, but you were taking the lead to find homes for families that were displaced by the tornado. You found apartments for people that were displaced by the tornadoes. You got them fully furnished. You rallied women together to donate money, to make living spaces for people who had nothing. And it was right when COVID was hitting at the same time. So on top of everything that you're doing, you are a leader and a trailblazer and a woman who gets in there and helps this community when it's literally fallen flat on its face for people that you don't even know you're giving them better lives. And I just have to say that is such an amazing part of your personality that you have the energy, you find the resources, you make that happen because you change people's lives in so many ways, but that is like changing people's lives who would otherwise be on the streets. And so that is just incredible part of who you are too. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I can't let this interview go by without taking note of that because you have such a huge heart and you're such an amazing person. I always wrap up with leave your light. What do you want people to know? Oh gosh, that I haven't already said. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I would say for, for me, the one thing that I would like to leave on this earth for my daughters, I'm going to start writing it, is what I said before, it is, um, you know, get comfortable with who you are and do not let what people think you should be and what they project onto you, um, be a part of who you become. Um, if you haven't figured out who you are, do it and, uh, let it be a person that you like. I love that. Gosh, April, thank you so much for all this wisdom and sharing sharing this conversation with me. I really, it's very moving to me. I, I learned a lot. I feel a lot from it. And I know everyone listening will too. So thank you for your heart and your light and all of this. You're amazing. You are too, by the way. Oh, thanks. Sometimes I, I feel like I'm dragging these days, but I appreciate that. Thank you so you're, much. You're a new mother. And give, it, <laughs> give it one more year. Give it one more year. And it does get a little, you get your feet underneath you and then you have the second one and they're like eating trees off the floor. You're like, oh, I don't care. It's <laughs> totally fine. They're fine. It's a lot easier. It's a lot harder, but a lot easier. So you're doing great. The first one's always, people are like, oh, it's so easy. I did not feel that way. I thought the first one was extremely difficult. I didn't know how I was going to do it with the second one. And when it, the truth is, is that, you know, it's amazing what you can do when you just have no choice. It really is. And so with your first, it's, that was the most difficult part of my whole life was that time. Like, and finding that re- new normal. Cause you have to recalibrate your whole life. 
yeah, the second one, you don't have to recalibrate. It's there. It's done. Yeah. But the first one, I mean, the whole first year of their life and even into the second year of their life, it's a completely different life. And sometimes it just takes a long time to adjust like this body's bouncing back in two months and shit like that. It just, that did not, that was not me. It was like a year and a half and I was still making excuses. And then my mental state was different and, and, but I, I did, I did return. So yeah. I love that. April, you're the best. Thank you so much. Love Love your soul. You're amazing. Bye. You too. Bye, girl. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.